exactly clear There's a man with a gun over there Telling me I got to beware I think it's time we stop Children, what's that sound? Everybody look what's going down I'm C.J. Layton coming to you from inside the Phantom Radio Studios in Lake Wales, Florida home of the premier radio bowling talk show. Long ago, Bowlers Journal International called Phantom Radio a pioneer in the field of bowling podcasts because the show was regularly scheduled at the same time each week. The late Kegel owner, the great John Davis, told Len Nicholson to start this program because, quote, people need to know what you know, end quote. This PBA and bowling writer Hall of Famer has now recorded over 1,200 shows and has featured over 425 guests since 2002. 20 years plus of bowling knowledge, story sharing, and true expertise. Phantom, we need to know what you know. So Phantom fans, here's your host, Len Nicholson, the Phantom. Well, thank you, CJ. And a reminder that Phantom Radio is presented by the Kegel Company, the number one lane maintenance company in the world for all of your lane maintenance needs, including 24-hour technical support. You can always rely on the Kegel Company. So go to kegel.net. Well, Phantom fans, this week's guest is a longtime veteran in bowling and one of the smartest guys around, as well as being one of the most versatile He's been in the industry for over 30 years and has worked for Kegel, AMF, and Brunswick. He does he has done lanes on both the PBA and PWBA tours, along with being on the BBIA Board of Directors as their vice president. So there's more about him, a lot more, but let's get him out here and find out what he's up to now. So Phantom fans. Here's my friend, Gus Salgene. Hello, Gus, and how you doing, Pards? Hey, hey man. man. What's happening, man? man? I feel privileged. I wasn't on your show forever, and now I'm on, like, twice in less than a year. It's pretty amazing. <laughs> well, you're what they call one of them late comers, you know. I see guys play baseball. They don't make the Hall of Fame till the last couple of years, so <laughs> we're waiting for the best for last. Well, I appreciate it, and as always, uh, you know, honored to uh, spend some time with you. Well, that's good to hear, Pards. I, I miss seeing you, and uh, there's a lot to talk with you about, so let's get right to it. You know, I I heard that you recently left Kegel. Uh, what precipitated that, Pards? Well, you know, Lenny, I mean, I was with Kegel for over 20 years. I had the, the pleasure to work, you know, alongside some amazing colleagues and you know people there but more so family you know when you spend that much time in a, a company people become family and you know I I was fortunate to be there with John Davis and you know been around all the values and you know the cores that you know he instilled in Kegel and all of us and certainly you know Chris Yartran has has done an amazing job there to keep the culture and and Kegel and you know even bring it to a a whole nother level than, you know, what we did. And I'd like to believe I, 
I had a hand in, you know, creating, you know, where Kegel is today. But, um, you know, there was an opportunity, uh, U.S. bowling. Um, I've known Daryl and Dave for over 20 years. Um, they're a great company. You know, how many people get to go from great to great, you know, and have that opportunity? So when I spoke with U.S. bowling, you know, um, a lot of the buzz now is around, you know, 24-volt string machines. So I felt like there was an opportunity no different than, you know, sanctioned technology. When I started with John, I mean, there were a few sanctioned machines around here and there. But, you know, now, I mean, pretty much every bowling center has sanctioned technology and, you know, a Kegel Lane machine. Um, And I truly feel that the industry, you know, just where it's headed and some of the things that, you know, strings are coming and it's an opportunity to kind of, build something like that like i you know we did with kegel so it was an opportunity and just felt like it 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 was the right thing in the right time well you said a lot of really nice things about kegel and obviously john davis and chris chartron and all those guys at kegel i'll tell you what i never seen so many smart people in one place in my life but that was that was all nice of what you said and and you were instrumental in their growth because as I said in the opening, you were versatile. You took on all the jobs that came your way. And uh, I can understand sometimes people uh, going on their way to another bigger, better things. At least that's what they hope for. But uh, you mentioned strings. But let me ask you this. Uh, what are you doing now exactly as far as your duties go? Uh, I was brought on. Um, I'm senior vice president of international sales and distribution with the emphasis on 24 volt string machines. So as string machines have come online and U.S. Bowling has developed their own string machine from ground up, my job, you know, really is focused on, you know, finding distribution around the world uh, because they don't have distribution. They've always, you know, domestically, uh, you know, sold and built bowling centers. We do a lot of in-home, uh, you know, small ball centers and bowling centers. I mean, uh, the amount of installs we do on that are just just amazing to me. I had no idea, you know, how many people were putting bowling centers in their in their homes. So, you know, they as they wanted to reach out and really grow that segment because, you know, really at the end of the day, kind of, I call it kind of like synthetic lane, Lenny. You, you as a lane man, we were around when synthetics first came out, and you know people were like, "What are you mad? No one's <laughs> gonna bowl on this stuff. This, yeah. this game is designed for wood lanes. Bowling <laughs> is about bowling on wood lanes." Well, fast forward. I don't know about you, but uh, hard pressed to find any wood lanes around the world anymore. <laughs> you know, you you mentioned. Uh being around back in the days of wood lanes. I think I started when the lanes were just made out of dirt, you know, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I'm definitely an old timer, but I know you've done all types of lanes yourself. I remember 30 years ago, uh, you working out of Southern California and you knew everybody down there and, and you knew every type of lane and type of lane condition possible. But, you know, we, we talk a little bit pretty, pretty loosely about strings. Uh, this is fairly new. 
So if you could give us a brief explanation of exactly what strings are. Well, I mean, you know, strings are, you know, they've actually been around for a long, long time. I mean, I remember going over to Europe, you know, many, many years ago and seeing them and, you know, looking at them and going, wow. But they were really always more for what I would call the recreational play, you know, a, a center that maybe wasn't about sport. It was more about, you know, FECs and some of that stuff. So, um, you know, as like anything, the, the world is changing. Um, you know, it's harder to find mechanics, you know, the bowling centers, you know, operations from the economics of a string machine versus a traditional free fall are, are, I mean, they speak for themselves. I mean, it's, it's amazing the, the reduction in cost across the board from strings to, you know, a free fall. But I will say, you know, you can't compare, and I'll put it in these two phrases, a traditional string machine to what I'm considering the modern string, you know, because they're not comparable. And I know a lot of people out there are going to have a, an opinion on strings or have seen them, maybe even bowled on them and said, man, this isn't bowling. This, this is, you know, nothing I want to be. It'll ruin the sport and that. Well, that is true to a certain way. And I, I can tell you 100%, if I didn't understand the direction of strings and where they were going and how they can help the industry and the proprietors, I would have never have done this. And part of that is the changes that USBC is implementing to create the closest free fall string, you know, pen centered and standards of certification there are because a traditional string has limitations. There's different restrictions of string length, curtain um, distance, just a lot of things. And, and that's not bowling. I would never say I would compare that to a free fall because I don't believe they're the same. And there's a lot of scoring difference between string machine manufacturers to other string manufacturers. So with those changes being made, um, there's a lot of things that are moving forward that I think people will see and appreciate. Like I said, from a, a proprietor, Lenny, you know, I mean, the proprietors own the playing fields. So at the end of the day, we need proprietors to be healthy. We need them to be financially healthy and want to continue to keep their doors open and provide an environment where the recreational bowler, as well as your high-end uh, sport bowler can still continue to bowl and have places to go. And that's really important for the industry moving forward. Um, as we all know, nothing is, you know, nothing is getting cheaper. Cost of everything is just continuing to rise. And, you know, you want the proprietor to be able to, to, to provide that environment and people have the ability to go bowl in bowling centers. So, I truly believe that, you know, these are going to help the industry, you know, move forward for many, many years and, and you know, help the proprietors be able to provide that environment um, for the, the bowler. And like I said, recreation or sport, um, there's a lot of good things with, with the modern string that, you know, I'll be tell people they'll be hard pressed to tell the difference, you know, and, and that'll come out. Um, as people see them more 
and understand the differences between, you know, what the string was and what the new string, you know, the modern string moving forward for our environment is. Uh, that sounds exciting. And, you know, there's nothing worse than nothing as bad as never changing. Uh, everything changes over time. But, you know, at, at this point in time, Bards, uh, I got to make a special announcement uh, as we have a new sponsor. And uh, he wrote it up just like this. So I'm going to read it the way he sent it to me. Uh, our good friend Glenn Allison sends me this note. And he says, Say this for me, will you, partner? Well, Phantom fans, we have a special announcement to make, so get your pencils and paper ready. Here's your chance to get a one-of-a-kind souvenir. It's a brand-new Glenn Allison 900 shirt, and enjoy a discount from Phantom Radio. And this 900 shirt has an image of Glenn on it, and it says, 900, I did it. So call his friend and manager, Jerry Hale, to order at 714-309-7587. And be the first in your area to get this historic souvenir shirt. So one last time, call Jerry at 714-309-7587. And be sure to mention Phantom Radio for a discount. So... He says, have a great day, and thank you. So I know that you've probably met Glenn over the years, uh, Gus, because you're from Southern California. and he La Habra. <laughs> yes, you, you know every bullet alley, in, not only in California, but probably around the, around the country. And now with this new job, you're going to know him all around the world. But <laughs> did you really ever get a chance to meet Glenn? Uh, I only really had time once, um, you know, and actually it was back in, you know, the mid-90s when I was working for Joe Newell as a distributor. Uh, Mickey uh, was the owner, um, manager at the time, and he happened to be there the one day I was doing something, so I had the opportunity to, to talk to him, you know, real, real brief. So I never really got to spend a whole lot of time with him, but I was lucky to you know, get a few minutes of his time back then. And, you know, they just don't make them like that anymore, you know, <laughs> to sit and hear the the stories, no different than you. I mean, to sit and hear the stories and, you know, really the history of certain things, because I don't think people sometimes appreciate the history and the understanding of where we've gotten to. I think, you know, that's kind of sometimes just not a thing people pay enough attention to, you know, in my opinion. Boy, I'll tell you what, you're exactly right. Uh, them old-timers, you can learn a whole heck of a lot listening to them talk. But, you know, you mentioned the USB-C a little while ago and the strings. Uh, what do you see as the future of strings with the USB-C? Well, first I'll say, I mean, USB-C, you know, they take a, you know, a beating on a lot of things they do. You know, they typically are are, you know, second guest and, you know, they, they sometimes are the punching bag. But uh, in this case, everything I've been involved with and, and learned, I think USBC has done an exceptional job of understanding the dynamics of the difference in scorability between the two and putting standards and certifications in. Because 
that's the biggest thing with strings is really there's no standardization amongst string machine to string machine. So having, you know, a standard, you know, string length is a big one, you know, where you're not restricting the length of that string because in most, you know, in a lot of times a seven won't reach the 10 because the strings closest to the ball door in the back of the, of the row are restricted so they don't get into um, the ball return and cause problems. So there's a lot of differences, uh, pit height. The biggest thing I'll say, you know, is normal strings are not on a, a true, what I would call free foul, free fall foundation. So they don't have true kickbacks. A lot of times they don't have a real pin deck because a lot of these strings are put in and it's cost effective. So by putting it on a real kickback, real flat gutters, real tail plank, uh, pin decks, uh, a standard pit height, it changes the dynamics of the sound and the length of the strings allow the strings to fall back into the pit as they would in a free fall. So when you're talking about scorability and sound, on those foundations, if you're standing up at the concourse and we were talking, you would be hard-pressed to tell me if you didn't look down there that they were string machines. Now, a traditional string, you can hear the sound difference right away. But the biggest thing is it's got to be on a free-fall foundation. And those, uh, you know, basic certification and standardizations they're putting in really have created uh, a close gap. I, I can't say, but I'm sure USBC will will obviously um, give the data and everything once their final testing is done, which they are very close. And we expect, it's not a matter of when or if, I should say, it's a matter of when. Um, and they will be certified. We're still waiting on exactly what that looks like. But our machines have been in testing for quite a while. Um, and they're they're through the whole process with all the changes made. Um, so we're excited. Um, you know, we'll, we'll wait and see, you know, from USBC exactly when. Our hunch is, and don't quote me on this, it's just a hunch kind of based on that, is that we'll have certification for strings um, hopefully by the uh, fall season of 2023, next year's league season, that wow. there will be certification for strings. So, um, you know, all the due diligence they've done, I can tell you, again, at the end of the day, you know, people talk about, you know, scores or, or that, but really at the highest level, Lynn, you know, it, it might be harder to see the difference and why you would need the difference uh, in those parameters of scoring. Because you take guys like John Janowitz and Couch or any professional that never misses the pocket, well, your carry percentage, your things are – are relatively close because you never you never miss the headband. I mean, you're in the pocket, you know, 12 out of 12 shots or whatever the case may be, you know, but when you come to the average bowler, which is, you know, I mean, 80% of, of most of everything you see is your average bowler bowling league, and they don't necessarily hit the pocket every time. And then you get those weird leaves where the string takes out a bucket or someone misses you know, the front part of a, you know, two, four, eight, ten hits the back pin, the string comes back and takes out a split or those anomalies that you would get on a traditional string that you're not going to see 
well, I, I won't say not going to see, but certainly, you know, you're well within below a pin a game in the average scoreability from what I understand. Well, so, the, the main part is just listening to you, and I, I've never seen one yet, but uh, you've uh, wet the appetite of a lot of people, I'm sure. Uh, is there some place that anybody interested, uh, maybe a, a new proprietor, maybe somebody that has a big home that wants to put a, a one of these in your in their house? Uh, who do they contact, Pards? Certainly they can contact myself, but they can also go to usbowling.com. We have videos of, of our string machines, uh, videos of home installs, uh, you know, other traditional full bowling centers that we built. So um, we got a whole plethora of different videos and stuff that they can read about and see, you know, on the website that we'll, we'll show them. And, you know, we're working on, you know, I mean, I've been talking to a lot of, a lot of proprietors. And like I said, the economics um, of just the consumption of energy, but the safety factor of, you know, the going from free fall, you've been around enough, you know, what an A2 looks like and can do to you if you put your stuff in the wrong place, you know, yeah. and, and grab the wrong, you know, high voltage, you know, and you, you, they can bite you pretty good where a <laughs> true 24 volt string machine like ours, where you have no high voltage to the machine, you're actually coming off a, a transformer on the curtain wall, 24 volts. We can run our, our actual string machines off batteries. We, we ran them off two 12-volt batteries at, at uh, Bowl Expo. Um, we have another proprietor that, that's looking. He can actually run all of his string machines off his solar grid they put in. So there, there's just a lot of, you know, advantages. And I know the purists out there will, will question this. And no different, like I said, Lynn, I mean, you know, same thing with automatic scoring. People are like, oh, it'll ruin the game. Everyone wants to keep score by hand. We don't need this fancy stuff. Well, <laughs> you know, it's just it's the evolution, and I do believe this is the next and maybe final phase of evolution of bowling. Because if we think about the core of the game of knocking down pins, it really has never changed. I mean, the goal has always been the same. It's just the the playing field or scoring or some of the the different things that have you know enhanced the what i would say the experience for the bowler so uh, i see this being in that same you know kind of category that after a while people will just assume it, it might even you know long term they'll be like what what what's this free fall stuff you're talking about <laughs> i mean well, it's listen. a long play i mean it certainly you know isn't going to happen in you know, a couple years. I mean, this is, you know, same thing, you know, I mean, synthetics. I mean, it, it, it'll take long term, but I, I do get a lot of, you know, phone calls and talk to proprietors. And, and like any technology, you know, there's always early adopters that'll jump in right away. And then you'll kind of get some trickle down. And then eventually it just, you know, all moves in that direction, you know. So um, I'm excited. You know, I, I truly believe this is something long-term that, that will help the industry survive and thrive and, and, you know, allow these proprietors to maybe spend that money elsewhere to keep the, the bowling center going and enhance the upfront experience for, for all their bowlers. Well, I can definitely hear the passion in your voice. I'm going to stay in touch with you. I'm going to get Absolutely. back in touch again uh, 
you know, down the road here, and we'll find out what kind of progress you're meeting, but you're making. But Phantom fans, the old clock and wall tells you we're out of time, and I can't believe how quickly the time flies in this show. But uh, can't wait for next week, and also we'll have another great guest to talk to. I want to thank our sponsors, Storm Bowling, Brad Edelman from the High Rollers, and Dave Kowalski, the bowling guru from Michigan. So, Gus, thanks again for being here with us, and I'll talk to you again soon right down the road. But from Phantom Radio, this is the Phantom. When you're down and troubled and you need some love and care and nothing, well, nothing is going right. Close your eyes and think of me And soon I will be 